Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to a new episode of 30 on Broadway. This is going to be kind of a short one. We're talking playoffs. Obviously the Rangers and Devils. We'll look a little bit around the NHL quick, but our other... God, your eyes are puffy. Whew. Uh, yeah, the, no the other, shit. <laughs> the other side of the glass, you're sitting in dark. All right, I wish you could see what I could see. Not even Nick is Nick is day to day. He's he's battling much like it's the playoffs. He's battling through an injury, and um, he's got the lights off because his eyes are so messed up and sensitivity and blah blah blah. But I have a do- I have double pink eye right now. Yeah, I, and he I sounds have, terrible. And I do sound terrible. Like uh, the funny thing is. <sighs> The funny thing about this is that Nick is sitting in almost total darkness, but I can see that his TV is on, and I can see through the shadows, like, Nick's, like, eyes very, like, squinting, like, like slightly open, and I can just see the puffs. <laughs> so, I'm not going to ask how you're doing, because I can kind of tell. Yeah, not good. We're gonna jump right into it because we're gonna keep. We're gonna this. This episode's gonna be short. It's gonna be fairly short, but we're gonna jump right in. The Rangers are up two games to one on the New Jersey Devils. An interesting series so far. Not one that I kind of expected to be honest. But going back to the first two games out at what Nick likes to call the Pebble in Newark. The Rangers just flat out dominated the Devils, up and up and down the ice from from, as another affectionate person used to say, head to toe. The Rangers just, you know, ten to two in goal advantage. Uh, pretty much, I mean, I don't I don't know what to say other than we thought that there was a couple of things that we thought, and I had said this on the last episode. I thought the Devils were either going to come out and try to play their run-and-gun style, their, you know, overwhelming puck possession well, style game. They did, and then they saw real fast that that wasn't going to work. And That that the Rangers were ready for that. And, yeah, and, and then I said, you know, who? how would the Devils respond when the Rangers punched or punched back? And that pretty much happened, like, right away. Right away. And, and in games one and two, they didn't handle it really well. No, they, they didn't handle it well. And I'll be honest, you know, so you, you come out of Newark with a 2 nothing series lead in which they – I mean, come on. You, you score 10 goals and you only give up two, you dominate. Chris Kreider unleashed. We have not seen just the tip Kreider pretty much all season. You know, last year – a big part of his his fifty his fifty goal season. All he did last year was play just the tip. Was the tips on the power play? He comes out like a rocket. And what was it? Four power play goals through the opening two games, and they were all, you know, and, and just I mean, re- ridiculous redirections. Uh, and you're sitting there going, "Holy crap!" Like if he's un unleashed, because like I said, we, we really didn't see. I mean, he had a good year. Don't get me wrong. But we didn't see this level of Kreider during a regular season. The Devils do not have an answer for the kid line. The kid line 
is just giving them all kinds of fits with the control of the puck in the zone. The transitions, their ability to move the puck. Defensively, the Rangers, really only in game three did you see them kind of collapse to where the Devils were actually able to get a lot going for for most of what you saw. Even through game three, and the Rangers, they opened it up a little bit more. Yeah. But I didn't think, even though it played in New Jersey's hand, how the Rangers were playing, New Jersey didn't get a bunch of shots. Like, they, they didn't – it didn't – like, even though it was opened up, the Rangers were still pretty buttoned up to the to the point that they didn't give up much to New Jersey. The Devils really didn't have that much of a forecheck all night. I, I, I thought the Rangers, for the most part, in game three, outplayed them even though they lost. Yeah, and I was gonna. And that was kind of where I was gonna go. You know, the Rangers' power play or penalty kill phenomenal. The power play has left some room to be desired, even though I mean they were connecting in games one and two, but game three a little bit more of a of a of a bad effort. I guess Not, I don't want to say bad effort. I don't, I don't want to say bad effort. But... No, I mean their, their first power play was really good, and then after that, yeah, it, it just was... tailed off from there. It just wasn't there. Yeah. But listen. You know, does it suck that we lost in overtime? Sure. But looking back at game three, that was an absolute must win for the Devils. And that they, outside of a few shifts, really didn't dictate the play. They really didn't have the Rangers scrambling. Overtime, they were getting dominated. Overtime, the Rangers were dominating, and it was just... You know, if, if the Rangers could have missed the net anymore on shots that they took or just, you know, not gotten the puck luck that you would want, this is a 3 nothing series. So going into game three, or going into game four, which will be Monday night, I'm not overly concerned. No. I don't, now, this is... Close to a must-win for the Rangers. You don't want to give away a 2-0 series lead. But it's not as if the Rangers in Game 3 got run over and you're sitting there going, oh, no. You know, it's not like Tampa, right? Like, like Tampa, perfect example, last season with Tampa. It's not like the Tampa Bay Series where the tide turned and you're sitting there and you're going, uh-oh, we got a problem. I don't see that. Now, if the Rangers go out and lose game four, depending on how that game goes, then you're sitting here going, oh boy. Now there's a little bit of a creep of concern. But if even if it's like a game three style and they end up losing the game, I still don't sit there going, you know, warning bells or, or fire alarms are going off. I don't. And that to me speaks, speaks largely to how good the Rangers have really been in the series. Now, here... Here's my, my, my bold prediction. This series is over in five. The Ra- the Rangers are not losing another game this series. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Look, they, I thought won- it was going six. I thought it was going at I, I had the Rangers. Yeah, I had the Rangers in six, too. And it but- could. It could. If, if, the ga- if the rest of the series is played like game three, I thought game three was a really – I mean, to be honest, I thought game three was a really good game. Outside of us, you know, on the power play kind of squandering some some opportunities, I thought it was a really good playoff game on both sides. I thought it was a really good game. 
much better than the first two games if you're a Devils fan. I mean, for Raider fans, we loved it. We loved every minute of it. Don't get me wrong. I'll take I'll take games one and two every day of the week, <laughs> especially in the early round, because we've seen where the Rangers have squandered opportunity, most notably last year with the Penguins, allowing the Penguin series to go far longer than it needed to. But I could see the rest of the series playing out the way that game three did. But I still say the Rangers take it in six if it gets to that. But to your point, I could completely see the Rangers come out and just run them over in the next two games. I don't think you're going to see the reverse unless the wheels completely come off. And I don't think you're going to see that. I think this team is too, too well coached and too strong of a leadership group especially with the players that they added in Tarasenko and Kane, which we'll talk about in a second, who have been unbelievable. But I think this group is too good for that to happen. It's too good to have happen what happened last year, in my opinion. So, And to be fair, they're not playing the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're not. So, the stars of the series so far. To me, I'm going to give you three. And I think Nick has three. I don't know what Nick has. Nick just says stars of the series so far on his outline notes. I can't tell from his body language because all I can see are puffy eyes. So I don't know. I'm not able to read the visual cues very much other than hurry this up. <laughs> that, that is pretty much the only visual cue. All right. My star so far of the series, Vladimir Tarasenko, has been fantastic. I mean, right from the drop, scores the first goal, scores again in game two. He's all over the place. He's engaged. He's playing through everything. He's hitting. He's physical. He's getting in there. He's creating chances, creating opportunities. Vladimir Tarasenko has been a fantastic acquisition for the New York Rangers. Chris Kreider, number two, has the the newfound rekindling of last season's offensive outburst. Talk about bringing it at the absolute best time. He is, and he is delivering up and down the ice. I mean, talk about being a playoff performer. Kreider has done this before. Uh, If we could get a little bit more of it, even better. And number three, I really do have, I have four, but uh, number three is Shesterkin. Shesterkin has been Shesterkin of last year. And they need that. They need that for if New Jersey gets that opportunity or starts to create that, you know, possession control or scrambling in the offensive in the defensive zone for the Rangers. You need Shesterkin, and, and when they've needed him, he stood big. Now, granted, you know, we, we lose game three, but it is what it is. You're going to lose games at the playoffs. It's very, very few teams are going to get swept in the Stanley Cup playoffs anymore. I feel like I, I feel like that's you know, kind of a, a thing of a, a relic, if you will. But uh, a quick one for another one for me, even though he hasn't been racking it up on the score sheet, because Zabanajad has done so many things away from the puck, and, and including in the faceoff dot, that I got to throw his name out there. And I know Nick is probably going to say that's one of his stars. So, Nick, I'm going to turn it to you and then let you give your stars of the series so far. Number three, Chris Kreider. Never thought the words would ever come out of my mouth, but he's absolutely <laughs> killing it. 
five goals in three games. He's been he's been a menace around the front of the net. And then what a beautiful goal he scored in, in game three, where I get absolutely homicidal when I see him shoot from the hashes. But that that was an absolute thing of beauty. Number two, Ryan Lindgren. Just you never notice him unless you're really watching him. But the guy is just rock steady. He allows Adam Fox to be Adam Fox. And he's really pissing off Timo Meyer, which I love. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. And then number one, Adam Fox. Six points in three games. I yep. mean, Fox has been absolutely out of this world. And his defense, and he's been playing well defensively as well. I mean, there's a, there's a few Rangers. Like, I, you know, I could put Igor in there. But, like, everybody knows. You put the kid if line he, in there. If Igor's not playing well, this team isn't going anywhere. So it's like it's very easy to say Igor. I, I really wanted to try and find a spot for Truba and Miller. I, I think they've been phenomenal as as a second pair. I mean, look, to, to be honest, you can give praise to Nico Mikola. He's doing yeah. a lot of really good things, you know, on the third pair. You could so, go deep down the lineup every step. Yeah, I mean, Bar- to... Barkley Goodrow was fantastic in game one. Yeah. Barkley Goodrow didn't get on the score sheet, but he did a lot of things that help you win a game in the playoffs. Yeah. Tyler Mott, so, Jimmy VC have done things away from the puck. They've been solid been a, in their own zone. It's been a total commitment, uh, team commitment, and team buy. And, and, and that's why I'm not worried. That's why I have no worries, and I think you're in agreement with me. I have no worries yeah. after this game. None. Yeah, no, Zero I, whatsoever. I, it sucks that we lost, sure. But whatever. That's playoffs. Yeah, no, I, I the Rangers are are totally fine. I, this is this has been the least stressful postseason series so far that I've ever had in all my years of watching hockey. No, I, I agree. Now, one thing of note that we will say, we do need more from Artemi Panarin. Yes, and and all of this is just shoot the puck. Just and that was where I think the Rangers luck. got into a lot of trouble in game three. The Rangers passed up a lot of golden opportunities to shoot to try and force the extra pass. Or they sent which, the puck flying high and wide like they were Michael Delzato. Which, like, th- th- that's the one thing for this Ranger team that seems to get them in trouble is when they decide that they just want to overpass and they get too fancy. Right. So that was one thing that I noticed in game three offensively that – if I'm Gerard lot, I'm drilling back into their heads, pucks to the net, everything to the, to the net. They yeah, they didn't make Schmidt move enough. And and for and for all you know, you know, stick taps, whatever, screw the devils. But them going in a full look of desperation, going to Schmidt and net, it paid off because he looked good. But we didn't really make him move too much, and he I mean, was yeah, very. He... He looked good, but the Rangers did a lot to help him. Yeah, they, they, they did, again, they didn't make him move a lot, but he also didn't make himself overcommit or overthink things. They gotta, they gotta drive the net. They gotta get pucks on net. I think that's the theme for games four and five. Get back to what you did in games one and two. Game three was fine. I really don't have any complaints other than the missing of opportunities or, or missing the net and not capitalizing completely on your power play opportunities, but. If they can just 
make this kid move and cause havoc in the offensive zone, they could probably make quick work of the rest of the series because the Devils haven't been good enough. The Devils haven't shown enough desperation to me. Not even in game three, they didn't show enough. Yeah, and and that to me is, you know, I mean, it's a a lot of things. And, And I said, you know, going into game three, this series reminded me so much of the bubble with us against Carolina where we were, you know, we were just overrun. We're just overrun. They need to get back to that. So let's do really quick to wrap things up because, you know, obviously we're only recapping playoff games here. We got game four Monday night. You're probably listening to this just before. See how, see how that one goes. You know, does it stretch out to finishing up at the Garden on Friday night for Game 6? Who knows? I tend to think if the Rangers can pull this one out, I think it's over. If they pull out Game 4, I think they're taking Game 5. I, I don't think the Devils are going to have enough in them to, to fight back. If they tie the series up, who the hell knows? I mean, obviously, it will go Game 6 if that's the case. But, you know, then, then we got to kind of see how things play out. Now, the rest of the playoff series have not been I, – I, I mean, they've been wild. I wanted to get your thoughts real quick as we look around around the, the postseason. Toronto-Tampa, that series is so nasty. Two things. What did you think of the blown goal? I, 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 it I it was after yours. By, by the letter of the law of the rule, it was correct. By common sense, and common sense is not does not govern these things, it was the wrong call. So it's one of those where I wish that they could make it reviewable, but then that opens Pandora's box, so you can't do it. But it was the right call according to the rule, but using your brain and common sense, it was the wrong, it was the wrong call. Yeah. I, I look, I, I think of it in this way. Point takes one extra poke at the puck and it's in the back of the net. I could see blowing the whistle if he tried to take an extra play on it, and he didn't. I I thought it was just bad. I thought the ref was in the wrong position, frankly, to, to even make that call. But, you know, it ends up burning him in the end. But at the same time, they didn't take advantage of their opportunities. I mean, point blank. Toronto needed that game, I think, a lot more than Tampa did. And we're going to see how game four plays out in what has been an incredibly nasty series. Now, another one that is getting the barn doors blown open is Boston, Florida on both sides. Boston, it really doesn't matter who's hurt. I feel like Florida is just not really a match for them right now. This series. Florida Florida should be embarrassed of themselves. I mean, the series is ridiculous. And can they buy out Sergei Bobrovsky? They've got a problem in goal. They've got a, such a big problem in goal. That Florida should be embarrassed. That series with no Krejci, no Bergeron, that series is there for them. Yeah, they got the and, flu bug. And, the flu bug is running through the Bruins, and Florida's, you know, getting popped around like they're nothing. It's All absolutely, right. absolutely terrible. So that series is heading towards elimination. Boston won today. They're up 3-1. Carolina. <laughs> Carolina looked like they got punched in the face. The, the, rain, the, Islanders, the, 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 the Islanders respond. They take game three. 
and then they flatlined in game four. That series seems like it's just about done. The series yeah, out that series that series that series is forty seconds away from being a sweep. Yeah, it is. It really that is. series is literally just forty seconds away from being a sweep. Yeah, no, yeah, it really is. Now you go out west, and out west has been eyebrow raising, surprising. You know, I didn't realize that hockey fans in Canada outside of Montreal and Toronto complain as much as they do, but apparently in Edmonton, it's just as bad, if not worse. The Los Angeles Kings are up two games to one on the Oilers on what many say is a controversial goal in overtime that allowed that to happen. I, You and I kind of talked about this play, this high stick, and we said, how many times did we have to play the clips to see the puck and then realize, like, okay, maybe there was a redirection? I still haven't seen. I still haven't seen the park change direction. I mean, somebody pulled an overhead like view from someone's phone or something, and they're like, "Look, you can see it." It's like, but if like you have to look at it that closely, how do you expect refs to see that? Real, yeah, it's not conclusive enough. And how about this? How about Connor McDavid just play better? No, how be- about how about give credit to the Los Angeles Kings for shutting down Connor McDavid? Yeah. Not and, that and- Connor McDavid's not playing well. Give credit to the Los Angeles Kings for limiting Connor McDavid's space and time to, when, to and stopping Connor McDavid from being Connor McDavid. But when you're Connor McDavid, you need to be Connor McDavid. But that's the key for the but, Oilers. But when, what people forget is there's another team out there. And oh, yeah, no. oh, yeah. To know, to know Kopitar, the Kings have been phenomenal. Phenomenal at it. They really have. All right. Vegas, Winnipeg. It's a 2-1 series for Vegas. I haven't been that vested in this one. I, I, I don't know. It's just, it's not. I thought it was going to be a sexier matchup because of, you know, inaugural season Vegas and the Jets team that, many thought would go all the way ended up not happening because of Vegas. I thought this was going to be more like the Minnesota Dallas series. And it, I mean, at least to me, it kind of has it, but Vegas has got a two, one series lead. Jack Eagles played, Jack Eagles played really well in his first ever postseason. Yeah, he has, he has, he definitely has Minnesota Dallas. Probably should be a three nothing series lead for Minnesota if Dean Evanson didn't switch to Mark Andre Fleury in game two. See, I dis- I disagree. I think it should be two one Dallas because game so. one, game one, Dallas totally outplayed Minnesota. Well, that is true. Yeah, no, you are right. That is true. That is true. I will so I, 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 I believe I, Minnesota I, did steal game one. Yeah, I'm looking at that series like, uh, yeah. Dallas has played well enough to be up two to one right now. But based on how game one shook out, why you switch to Flurry, who gets shelled, and then you because go back. That's what they did in the regular season, so they were doing what worked. I know, and... but it's it doesn't make sense to me. You can't yeah, like well, you said it. You you have said that yourself. You can't do the tandem. The tandem I if agree. you have a tandem, you've got a problem. I think in the playoffs you've got to ride the hot hand. I, I agree. I've always said, and I stick by this, if you have two goalies, you really don't have one. 
So, I look, I I, I firmly believe because when you look back at past Stanley Cup champions, besides Matt Murray taking over for Flurry, besides uh, oh God, what was it? Uh, Ray Holpe and uh, Philip Grubauer the year the Caps won. But it, was, it wasn't that they were starting to – Holpe had lost the net. Then Grubauer got shelled and they went back to Holpe. So it wasn't like they were playing, oh, we have two goalies. It was, okay, one lost his job and we're going to our backup. Right. So it's like even when you look at league history, it's not, oh, teams have a goalie tandem. No, you don't have a goalie tandem. Goalie tandems do not win Stanley Cups. No, yeah, I mean you're you're right. I think even in that year, I think Grubauer only got what two games for for the Caps. I think it was a couple more than that. But yeah, I think yeah. he only played like a handful of games the seventeen eighteen season when they went when the Capitals won the Cup over Vegas, and he didn't play good in those games at all. Actually, I think he played three. It might have been three or four. But it was like the the St. Louis Blues. Jake Allen lost the job. It was Bennington's net, and Bennington carried them all the way through. Yeah, Bennington took him over. Now, the last series, this one, I've been shocked. Seattle, Colorado. Seattle has been putting up a fight. Seattle can score. They just can't stop the puck from going in the net either right now. They they have a goaltending issue. But it's Colorado. Not necessarily surprising. But I think the series has kind of shown that Colorado could be picked off. Colorado's not the same team without Gabe Landeskog. And and I'll say this, I don't think they get out of the second round. I'll be so I'll be almost surprised if they get past either Dallas or Minnesota. I think that'll be an interesting one. All right. I, I think the way Minnesota plays, they'd be a nightmare matchup for Colorado. Oh, 100%. 100%. All right. Game four. The keys to it. Just win the fucking game. <laughs> keys to it. Go back to making it ugly. Make the Devils go 200 feet. And Make the Devils have to be Igor. Shoot like, the puck. Big guns be the big guns, yeah. but make the Devils go back to having to skate the whole 200 feet to beat there you. There you go. That's it. That's all it is to it. Very Manage simple. the puck. Manage the puck. Score. You know, you're not going to run a 40% clip, but if you get four power plays, you got to score on at least one of them. And give the and try to give how you've done it. Try to give the Devils just about nothing, which is pretty much what they've done so far. All right. I mean, look the fact that Jack the fact that Jack Hughes only has two goals and neither one of them have come five on five. That's huge. Like the Devils have uh, four goals in this series, and not one of them has been scored at even strength. The Devils need to open oh, up I'm sorry. space I'm sorry. for one, use. One of them has been one of them was one of them was even was strength. The, the Dougie Hamilton overtime win. Yeah, one of them was even strength. Yeah, I mean, right now the recipe for the Devils, they they got to get Jack Hughes. They got to get Jack Hughes help. It just seems like they, either he's he's doing it all or he has to try to do it all. They got to get him away from Zavadjad and Trocha. And and the Rangers are giving him just about nothing, which has been good. Because really, he scored a goal in the series. I mean, if you think about it, he's he's gotten a goal against us in the series. Other than the, I mean, yeah, I know he had the the penalty shot goal, but regardless, he has burned us really once. Because that's like a fifty fifty or whatever. 
So it is. Well, what it, it was is. the power play that they shouldn't have had. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. All right, that's all we got for tonight. Thank you again to everybody tuning in. Thank you for muddling through this one with us as I have our day-to-day guy sucking it up. God, those eyes are getting puffier by the minute. That is great. As always, I'm going to let Nick sign us off. I can't see him, so I can't take any cues, so I have no idea what's going to come out of his mouth this time. But take it away. Oh, wait, before we go, before we go, before we go, how much of a legend already is John Brancy? Oh, my God. The Ranger fans love him. I, I mean, mean we love him. We chills. love him. But... Amazing. Just, just amazing. To go from, and I wish he was full-time. I really do. Because to be able to go from, like, John Amarante, like, in his run, to Brancy is almost like going from Hank to Igor. It's true. It's just but unbelievable. But I, I, have, I have a question for you, Chris. Oh, boy. I have a question for you. Okay. Can you feel it? I, I, I'm, I'm can, scared. Can you feel it? I'm scared. Can you feel I, it? I, I'm scared. Can you smell it? Jesus. God help us all. No, I, I, no, I, I really, I got to ask you. What do you think about the New Jersey Devils? <laughs> I know exactly. It doesn't doing. matter what you think. Now, really? for the thousands in attendance. Oh my God! Millions watching at home, and because we hate the New Jersey Devils and this Ray Ferraro. And Sean McDonough because they suck at their jobs. <laughs> and because we know the Rangers are going to kick the ever loving shit out of the New Jersey Devils in games four and five. What you gonna do when the New York Rangers and Vladdy Tarasenko and Patrick Kane run wild on you? I should have forgot to even mention how good Patty's been. Showtime has been money, too. But we'll talk about that after the series is over. Brother!